Are you wondering how you can contribute to Funniest Thing? Don't flip out. Go to patreon.com forward slash funniest thing. Whoa! This one is called The Pants. Take eight. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best looking guys on the radio. We all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly, like Mr. Magoo blindly stepping onto the next swinging girder and falling into an outrageous jackpot. Your hosts, Daryl and Ed, are about to administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Now, here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed. Welcome to The Funniest Thing. Yes. Where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better than expected outcomes. Yes, it does. I'm Daryl. I'm Ed. And we're broadcasting live from Chobo Studios in... Beautiful downtown Van Nuys. Ah, <laughs> real tourist trap, folks. Oh, wait. wait he's making think... moves in the control room in the heart of Screenland. Out oh, he... oh, okay. Yeah, One yeah. second. <laughs> wait. These Hollywood types, man, it is hard to pin them down. What do you got for us? Well, today's uh, show is... What, what a, a Wonderful, wonderful world. world. Yes. With... Satish Kumar. We are joyfully standing by, hoping he chimes in from London. Well, he walks everywhere he goes, so... Yeah, I know, right? Hopefully he's got some good walking shoes on. Uh, he actually walked 8,000 miles in 1962, met Martin Luther King uh, Jr., among other things. So he was a monk. We are excited to hear from him. He has a new book called Radical Love. Um, all right. What a wonderful world with Satish Kumar. Life is consciousness. Yes. Our positive words and actions are not for us alone. Each time we elevate our consciousness by thinking and saying positive things, we contribute to world peace. On this episode, Daryl and Ed remind each other that as we connect with God and return to love, healing is spontaneous. And during the second segment, radical lover boy Satish Kumar, author of Radical Love, kickstarts our heart with today's reading, New Beginning. Ah. Oh, my God. So wait. What is this? Wait a second. What, what do you got? That New Beginning was from last episode. Oh, holy smoke. This episode, he's going to be reading World Peace. Well, that makes a whole lot more sense. See, I was wondering about that this morning. So, Satish. Well, while you're doing that, I'll let some of the listeners know that they may already be members of the Funniest Thing Club. Uh, Yes, yes, yes. Yes. I hope so. We're a group of truth enthusiasts who live each day as God's ambassadors of love. Yes. As we consciously radiate love, we perform everyday miracles and experience better than expected outcomes. Holy smokes, you are not kidding. If you're already living this way or strive to, then you may consider yourself a member. Yes. And this is the best part. Mm -hmm. We motivate one another by simply sharing how miracles occurred naturally in our circumstances as the result of living lovingly and expectantly. That's what we call connecting the dots. Yeah. When you go back and you go, oh, my goodness, look at 
this happened, this happened, this, that's why that happened that yeah. I thought was a turn for the worst turned out right. to be a turn to get me to here. Right. And we get to see that, as uh, Nancy Norman puts it, I hate to ruin the ending, but it all ends up good. Yes, that's right. You know, thinking about the show and world peace and Satish coming on and all of this stuff, we were talking about this earlier. One of the things about New Thought and this metaphysical movement is that um, throughout uh, history, people, regardless of what's been going on in the world, what kind of circumstances are happening, people who have found these principles and live by them have continued to be happy, healthy, prosperous, yeah. and experience peace in their lives. Yeah. And um, it's a big shift, though, from although a lot of the all really the, the spiritual teachers and the truth teachers have taught that it's a shift from trying to change what's going on out there to making a change within ourselves. And sometimes that doesn't sound as dramatic and compelling as some of the other methods out there. But it is really the only one that is based on principle. And it's the only one that works. And it's the only one that really has lasting work. You know, even uh, Michael Bernard Beckwith, who was on our show. Yes. Shared not on our show but at an, uh, during one of his talks before I met you we I was that's where we met at Agape Spiritual Center at the at the, the noon meditation but he shared how during the Vietnam War he was going to a peace activism group and he said and I think he had already been studying uh, Ernest Holmes of right? course he would have been yeah science of mind so he's there and he got, he said one in one week it sounds like Daryl and Ed, he was at this meeting and he got a terrible vibe from yeah. the meeting. And he said, and remember, this was a peace activist movement. Well, those two words. Protesting that's like, the war. Wait, yeah. Wait, I don't, the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there could be an inherent an against An oxymoron. This. Yeah, yeah. So he stayed home one, the next week. He's like, I'm not going. Yeah. And it, it, his story goes that the next week, someone in the peace activist meeting pulled out a gun and shot another person in the meeting. Oh, boy. So it's... That's the thing. It's these principles, they work, they are real, and they um, bring peace into our own heart. And that peace has a dramatic ripple effect, starting with our own self, because we can't bring peace, prosperity, joy to others until we are connected within ourselves to that very thing, right? It's like if you're a pitcher of, you can't serve water to other people if there's no water in your own pitcher, right? So, this stuff allows us to fill up. And sometimes that, again, is like the, the non-dramatic part that we don't always want to hear, that what have you done? What are you, wait, let's, before we go out and change the whole world, what are we doing for ourselves? But the good news is it's fun, it's amazing, and it's the things that make us say, funniest thing, you're never going to believe what happened when we live this way. Yes. If I'm not peace, if you want to, if you're not, well, uh, the readings are going to say it better than I am, so yeah. I should just jump in. But I think we should, because the readings are inspiring all my ideas, because I found some really good ones. Yeah. Uh, but we should do the three breaths. Okay. Okay. Because this will remind us who we all really are. Yes. Well, you know what? Even before the breaths, let's think and take a moment to bless everyone who's contributing through Patreon which is patreon.com forward slash funniest thing. You'll hear the ad at the beginning of the show. Um, but T Jigu or Jigo, some uh, G-I-G-O-U-X jumped in uh, as a monthly contributor. Betsy Vallejo jumped in as a monthly contributor. And Betsy said, Wow. I've been listening to your podcast while I drive around. 
and it always makes me feel so much better. I've been a member of Unity and these principles for 40 years, and I love it. Thanks for making these concepts easy to understand and relate to. I've become a Patreon to help you continue your journey and spread the love. Betsy in Sacramento. So right there, peace is being brought to the world because there's a car with a happy person who's yes! blessing everyone. And that's us too. We listen to the show. We listen to stuff like this. That's why we want the more ears and hearts and minds are being filled with these principles. That is the way to transform the world, which is really consciousness because what it does is it brings us back to our true identity and that's where the breaths come in yes our true identity our true identity i can't quite remember who originally wrote this do you it was someone was it it was someone quite well known was it, uh, but what, it's not that it, well known of a song I feel was it like. sly and the family stone no it was i think it was the miracles the miracles the miracle <laughs> i was called by a group called the miracles a bunch of Metaphysicians in the seventies, right? Or they were definitely 80s? sharing the 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 prospering power of love. Yeah, Jesus said the kingdom is within, and they seem to know it, and they put it together into this song. So I'm getting ready breath. for this. You know, I'm wearing my crown of favor. Oh yeah, my wife is gonna. Be You're so really gonna want to hop on YouTube if you haven't already to check out Daryl's new crown of favor. Was my, that just last week? We were. What's the name of that? Uh, it's a wrap. This was part of Warner Brothers costumes. Yeah, here in beautiful downtown Burbank. Well, that's funny because my son now works for Warner Brothers Music Group. He's just an intern over there. So well, who knows it's who, all tied together. Who knows who wore this hat on what show, but well, I'm wearing it now, and my wife is very embarrassed by it. Daryl and I got so hopped up on our normal iced espresso. We loved it, but then we sent out a question to Stephen Tom Thorpe and, and your wife, should he get it or not, and it was a strong no. But we were so enamored by it. He, I love it. it. This thing, this hat brings joy. So hop on YouTube, well, find funniest thing with Daryl and Ed. Like and subscribe, and, and uh, comment on it. Let us know what you think about Daryl's hat. And I was always a fan of uh, Sally Field and the Flying Nun when I was sure. a little boy. Yes. So it's like I got my wings fine. In fact, we my recently, health, this is a healthy habit. We recently watched it on Amazon Prime, so it's all coming together. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So anyway, so Daryl's got a healthy habit as. He <laughs> And it all gets summed up beautifully with this. Okay. Let's take a break. Ah, I'm just a love machine. A hug and kiss and fiend. Ah. I'm just a love machine. A hug and kiss and fiend. Ah. I'm just, just a, a love machine. machine. A hug and kiss and fiend. Ah. You know, that's a great affirmation you can use if you're hanging out with your family, for example, and you forget who you are, you know, because as is... Uh, known to happen you yeah. know all these old patterns get re you know reactivated whether you're at work or with your family or some old friends or something or you're in the dmv if you could take a moment to sing that to yourself because daryl always points this out and uh, florence scoble shin points it out and you want to override your rational mind because a lot of times what we call our rational mind is like where the neural pathways are well worn in so you're used to thinking this way so you take a little put it to a little melody remind yourself i'm a love machine 
hug and kiss and fiend. And if you laugh at yourself in the process, that's even better because yeah. that's Lowell Fillmore talks about. That's the pressure being released yeah. from all the tension that's built up, and that's your spirit coming back to life. So we love things that make us chuckle and remind us of who we are. Um, did you want to dive in? Yeah, dive in. Yeah, I'm going to dive in with a few readings, ladies and gentlemen, and. Um, this show, It's a Wonderful World, is based on the power of love. I love the definition. Like if you want, if you have hangups about what God is, or that word gives you a, a twisted idea in your head, which it does to a lot of us when we yeah. first hear it again after we kind of tossed it out the window of our minds because of you know seemingly negative things we heard or were taught or picked up along the way. Right. So if you find the word God jarring, um, a nice substitute, like we like to remind everyone if the word faith doesn't have any oomph to it or the word faith kind of gives you the willies, you could substitute it with, it's the synonym, which is joyful expectancy. And if you have any problem with the word God, you can use the the biblical definition God is love. So just replace it with the word love. And you'll be amazed how those verses will still speak to you, but even probably more so. Yeah, you could put life in there as well. That will also uh, ring true because God is life. God is love. The Taoists just called it the way, how things work. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, I just said love because of today's topic. Yes. And this is from a book that we've recommended in the past. I still highly recommend it. Love is Letting Go of Fear from Gerald G. Jampolsky, uh, oh, yeah. MD. Well, you know what? You said the topic with the title was It's a Wonderful World. And that's what really what Jampolsky, all this stuff is to help us to remember that the world doesn't need to change. We just need to change yeah. our view of the world and lo- and look at it through a loving lens. Yes. So I like what you're saying there. Yes. Yeah, because then... Everything changes. Mm -hmm. So this is key here. Um, And I read, you know, we read this stuff. We do a morning routine. If you want to contribute to world peace, we highly recommend you do a morning routine where you wake up in the morning and you get yourself into a nice, peaceful, optimistic state of mind. Yep, that's what the Eagles sung about, peaceful, easy feeling. Yeah, and it's because that within me ripples out. Even if I'm not consciously thinking, like consciously thinking loving thoughts about the world, me just being in that peaceful state, enjoying my surroundings or whatever I'm doing in the moment is contributing consciously to the world peace. I'm, become, I'm now part of the solution instead of part of the problem. Yeah. Part of the problem is when I'm... Gr- Grumbling, not necessarily about world affairs, but, ah, can't believe it. I got to pick this up later. And I do a lot of grumbling, folks. Sure. I don't always contribute to world peace, but being aware of it helps me return to it more Mm -hmm. often Mm -hmm. throughout my day. So this, if you have the book, it's on page 51. It says, all that I give is given to myself. To give is to receive is the law of love. Under this law... When we give our love away to others, we gain. And what we give, we simultaneously receive. The law of love is based on abundance. We are completely filled with love all the time. And our supply is always full and running over. 
When we give our love unconditionally to others with no expectations of return, the love within us extends, expands, and joins. Mm. So by giving our love away, we increase the love within us and everyone gains. Yes. And, but what about, you know, after reading that, it reminded me of three little, th four things that I want to share with you. I shared these with Ed. And these are the four things. And I even wrote to myself, today I, I experience instantaneous wholeness knowing these four truths. Mm. One is, and this is all about world peace, and we don't think it is, but it is. Let me realize today that the problem is always some form of grievance that I would cherish. And think about that for a minute. Anytime you're upset or I'm upset with anything, it's because I see something yeah. I don't like, or I see something I don't agree with, or I see something yes. that scares me and I want to denounce it. Yeah, Course in Miracles. That's a Course in Miracles. That's Course in Miracles, yes. yes. So, I, so I reinforced it with another Course in Miracles. This is number two. Only thoughts of love are real. Mm. Only thoughts of love are real. So do I want to think harmful thoughts about, like, I'm upset with somebody. When I'm upset with somebody, I'm thinking unreal thoughts that are just causing me harm first. Not him, not the person. Mm. But there's st it's starting to now seep into the consciousness of the planet. Yeah. I can't say it's okay for me to be upset with this guy who cut me off in traffic mm -hmm. and while well, I'm talking to someone on the phone about world peace. It's just I need to be an example mm -hmm. of world peace. So this helps me behave. I mean, this helps me behave in accordance to these well, principles. Well, let's pause for a second because you I was thinking of that word cherish, which I never really liked from Course in Miracles. Um, but that always often means I just need to look at it in a new way. Yeah. So when you because it goes along with what Emmett Fox calls the um, bear hugs kettle idea. Yes. Like you may, we may not even think of it as cherishing these hurts, but what we're doing is we're holding onto them. And he calls it like when a bear comes out of the woods and it grabs onto a scalding hot pot. He gives this example that it, it, it freaks out. It holds it closer. It's to natural it. instinct is to squeeze. Yeah. Instead of letting it go, this feels bad. So when we talk about cherish, what happens is our energy is holding yeah. All, we're holding our love in yes. by replaying this fearful, painful idea. And it, when you said that, it's like we sometimes it's happening like inside us, yeah. like down here. If you're on YouTube, it's just like in our gut, in, like in our older programming, it's happening while our head is talking about world peace, like you were talking about yeah. down here is still grumbling. Rah. And it's not a moral judgment, but it, no. we're not getting the full oomph and the joy out of life when part of us is still hanging on to this grievance. And a lot of this is unlearning. That's why Daryl talked about a morning routine and how important yeah. that is. You got to have it. Ta it takes practice to unlearn and reroute our wiring and our thinking because it kind of automatically starts to like once we've gotten in the habit of gripping oh, yeah. onto it, we have to unlearn that habit. So go ahead. So follow that up with this is so look if i'm upset with somebody or something and i remind myself only thoughts of love are real mm -hmm. then i gotta let go of this so i have to remind myself because i was thinking about some of the recent things that were upsetting me yeah 
You know, I got my car back from VW, mm-hmm. from service. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time there was like the mechanic must have eaten a McDonald's or something because that was in my cup. You know, right. the rolled up uh, yeah. thing, like the rolled up wrapper was in the cup holder and there was grease all over, handprints where the electric windows are. So I told like the guy who cleans the car, I said, oh, can you get this? And then I was kicking myself for not telling somebody or taking a picture of it and all that. Is doesn't feel that's good. cherishing the grievance. that's cherishing the grievance. So I had to remind myself, like, because part of you goes, no, you should write a review, you should talk to the manager. But you know what? Do I want my indignation or my demonstration? Is my goal peace? Like my real goal is peace. Yeah. So I remind myself forgiveness, and you go, well, you got to say something. No, I don't remember that. Like. Like his the book of our guest, if he makes his appearance, is radical. So I got to practice radical forgiveness. And you go, yeah, but if you forgive, you're going to keep getting stepped on. No, 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 because forgiveness, I reminded myself, transforms and redirects for the better. Mm. So you're thinking, well, I need to let everyone know that guy's a creep or that business gypped me or what? No, you don't, because just forgive them, lose, stop carrying the grievance portion. Right. Bless them, let them go, and you know what? You'll be redirected, and there's that verse in the Bible where God takes care yeah. of that stuff. I don't need yes. to, meaning the law of compensation. Right. Once you put out, you get returned. I don't need to get involved with that. Right. And then finally, this was the kicker that really made me feel good that I'm going to try to remind myself throughout today. Mm-hmm. In all things today, I am aware of that, and I made it like an affirmation. So in all things today, I am aware of that it's a miracle I'm doing this. Yeah. It's a miracle we're doing this podcast. Yeah. It's a miracle we're doing anything. Yes. Everything is really miraculous. That is helpful. Thank and you. to drive this home, if you are stuck, Ed and I, this show is all about Daryl and Ed reminding each other. To be peacemakers, world mm-hmm. peace. Yeah. You don't have to go march because it takes more. It it creates more of a. This is what Ed was talking about at the beginning of the show. It doesn't seem as sexy as the people call it these days. Yeah, but it's it's the if you really want to make an impact, practice these things throughout your day, and you will be contributing more to world peace. Than stomping your feet in a parade. Well, you know that makes world peace. that makes me wonder. Like, if I, if I, when I really ponder it, like, am, is my day a peace march? Yes, there you go. Like, I am, love is that. Is my normal day because, in my like in your case, you brought the peace to the car dealer. Yes, you probably let the guy. Maybe he was rushed and stressed, and yeah, know, maybe I, he doesn't know. And whatever. I, yes, you yeah, and I was there. even kind to the guy who cleaned it. Yeah, because. It, 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 I had that experience where I pulled up twice this week at my school. Once, some guy's like underground taking out all these wires, and he's like, Well, you'll have a, your internet's gonna be down at 9 30. And I'm thinking, Well, everything I do in my school day is on internet, right? And uh, I go, You know what? Because this is my, I'm either gonna grab the indignation, yes, or I'm gonna flow with the love, which is more of a letting go process. Yes. I let go because the indignation, the cherished story, because this is the other thing. It's not really about that little thing. It's about what story does that little thing activate about life? Yes. That's why 
Byron Katie's the work and other stuff like where we look at our thoughts to find out what's really underneath it because oftentimes say what that is so the question so if we feel indignation you you ask yourself well what am I thinking what's like the real it's called the judge she calls it the judge your neighbor worksheet what's the judgment this guy's a a jerk or something you know whatever and then and then you say to yourself I mean you have to like sit with yourself you can't just you have to be in a calm place, kind of, yeah, or, or be willing, willing yes. to look at it objectively. Willing to look at it objectively, So, so yes. then you say, is this true? And then part of you might still be fine. Can you absolutely prove that that thought is true? That this, And then you start to go, well, I can't really prove it's true. But yeah. Then you start to see, wait, that guy's not even here anymore, and I'm the one thinking yes. this thought. And then you say, well, how do you feel? And what goes through your mind? And then you start going, well, I start telling myself this story. Yeah. That the world's against me. I start clenching up in my stomach. I start having all these memories from when I was younger. Yeah. And then you start going, well, what would it be like if I let go of that thought? And then, yes. then you start going, wow, my life would be so much freer if I wasn't thinking and feeling. And now it's no. Then you, it's so clear that it's not about the person. And then it's yes. like turn it around. So it's that guy's not being a jerk. This is what I went through recently. This that guy's not being a jerk because you turn around. Yes. From, he's being a jerk to he's not being a jerk. Then it was. I'm being a jerk toward the guy because I'm judging him so harshly. But then it's like, I'm not being a jerk because I'm just having thoughts. I'm not like yes. going after him. And then yes. the whole thing really dissolves into the nothingness. So I had it twice. I had it with the electrician guy and I just told him, great, that's fine. We'll make it work. I'll do all my stuff yeah. at the beginning on online. We went for a walk. We come back. He's it like, fixed. it's all done, buddy. And uh, your internet should be better than ever. But and I guarantee you, if you didn't let go of yeah. it, it would have prolonged. Because life is consciousness. And I have proven to myself, right. when I get in that crummy state of mind, the problem is like long, take well, longer to resolve. But when I'm willing to jump on and transform the way I'm looking at it, yeah. it's like that's when I'm. That's what we're talking about. The show's title, Funniest Thing. Because that's when we're calling it. You're not going to believe it. Yes. It seems miraculous. But it really isn't a miracle. It's just a demonstration of a law that is as real as the law of gravity. Yes. And so you're right, because I, if I was cherished, the story, other story with this guy was this district doesn't under, never schedules for summer school. They don't even un, yeah. re, like uh, whole respect that I'm here, yeah. blah, blah, blah. That was the cherished thing. But I let it go. The, like two days later, I come back. Now there's guys up in the ceiling. They're doing the air conditioning. The whole place looks disheveled. And again, I was almost going to cherish these stories about the district and this and that. Instead, I go, hey, guys, what are you up to? Yeah. Oh, we're just changing the air conditioning. I go, oh, so are you guys going to – will it be a problem for you if we're working in there? He said, no, we're just going to be in this room. And they were done so fast. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we had better air conditioning. But, and the whole time my life became the Peace March because I became That's friends with marcher. everyone Yes. There. I, I didn't make them have an issue and have a bad day, and then they have to call someone that. And no, everything got resolved so quickly, and I it, it really took a conscious relaxation. Do I really want to cherish the story that I'm a victim and the district's stupid and this and that? No. And I didn't, and thank God I didn't because I have had the best experiences as a result. Well, you brought us to the perfect time to share this point. And if you have a pen or pencil, or if you're listening to this while you're driving, you can play it back later. Yes. But this is a great tool. This is, once again, from Love is Letting Go of Fear with Gerald G. Jampolsky. Yes. So here we go, folks. Throughout the day, whenever you are tempted to see yourself as victimized, we got to remember, when we get angry right. at somebody... 
we tend to, in our minds to think, well, we're, we're the righteous one. But we're angry because we're putting ourselves in the role of the victim. Yes. It's actually a victim mentality yes. when we're angry. It's not a powerful, dignified sense of being when we're angry. That's, that's the lie. Right. Because the truth is we're seeing someone else has power over my circumstances or my day or my life. And I'm a victim and I'm mad. Right. I'm upset. So that's what he means by this. So throughout the day, whenever you are attempted to see yourself as victimized, that means anytime you get upset. Right. Or you start cherishing a grievance. Repeat. Only my loving thoughts are real. Mm. It is only these I would have in this situation mm. or with this person. And he even says, drop in the name, specify. So you would say, you know, only my loving thoughts are real. It is only these I would have in this situation with the AC repairman yeah. or whatever it is, or the VW. And it really, the VW service department. And right. it really is transformative one last thing to keep in mind yeah to wrap this up this is from another little morning book Daryl and Ed read from a book of daily meditations for men but uh, they're strong enough for women yeah touchstones and it's this it was from yesterday's reading and I'm just gonna read this one line this this is a great question and this helped me a lot today mm-hmm Shall we put energy into what we seek and admire, or shall we give our energy to opposition and resistance of what we dislike? Mm-hmm. Shall we put energy into what we seek and admire, or shall we give our energy to opposition and resistance of what we dislike? Mm-hmm. That's exactly what we're talking about. That's exactly it. So if you want to send something, the funniest thing, by the way, P.O. Box 1312, Culver City, California, 90232. Kat Hurst on YouTube, by the way, said she was talking about Thankful of Thankful. She said that was our last show with Will Rubio, which was amazing if you haven't watched it or heard it yet. This show is spot on and on time for me. Thank you. I'm so grateful for you all. Uh, thank you to Jeff Comfort out there in Kansas City, Kansas. Each week, he takes us right, right into the comfort zone. zone. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Indy, over here at Chobo Studios. How are you today, sir? Doing great. Also, Daryl, I forgot to tell you, I just got a part-time job at VW Culver City, so that may have been me. <laughs> the wrapper. And, and oh, I should have known. And you may have just saved the same uh, McMuffin that we eat yeah. before every show. I'm a McMuffin vacuum, that's for sure. Yeah, we eat it every show. Um, let's see here. Oh, there was a great reading, and then we'll, I'll take us out of here. From Sue Hodgson, if you want to get her daily metaphysical quote email, you can email her at shodgson, S-H-O-D-G-S-O-N 31 at gmail.com. She gave us a great Marianne Williamson quote, which is perfect for the show. She said, our relationship with God is really our relationship with ourselves, for in no way are we separate from him. Aligned with him, we are firm within our own power. Thinking ourselves separate from him, we are cast into eternal chaos and fear. To know that we are one with God is to know that we are infinite love. When we're not loving, we're literally not being ourselves. That's that. You should read that again. That right. is it in a nutshell. When we are not loving, we're literally not being ourselves. Infinite love is not an attribute of our being, but rather the essence of our being. Our only real problem is that we have forgotten who we are. 
When we forget that we are love, we forget to love, and it is not and it is a choice, not identity that determines our experience. It's our choice, not our identity that t- determines our experience. Should we wish to feel God's mercy, we must choose to be merciful, like we were in the with these little tiny things. Should we wish to feel God's peace, we must extend God's peace, and should we wish to feel forgiven, then we must forgive. And that's from Everyday Grace by Mary Ann Williamson. All right. All right. Are we well, going Coming up next, we shall see if radical lover boy Satish Kumar will kickstart our hearts with today's reading, which is world peace. Um, either way, thank you for being a part of Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed from Chobo Studios. We now return to The Funniest Thing. Here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Today's show is called What a Wonderful World with Kirky Chelson, actually. Kirk Chelson, he's an author. He's a screenwriting professor. Look at him, man. Look how If you're on YouTube right now, you could be looking at... Uh, Camera five with me and just enjoying Hollywood royalty. Hollywood royalty. Wow. And you know what? The trivia, the Hollywood TMZ trivia is going around these this week. That he's actually related to Macaulay Culkin by the way his eyes look? No. What? That Kirky <laughs> is now the same age Wilfred Brimley was when, when he, he got star- diabetes? No, when he starred in Cocoon. <laughs> oh, Cocoon. That's amazing. What do you think about that, Kirk? Uh, I think that's uh, that's exciting. <laughs> yeah, well, I never been compared to Wilfred Brimley, isn't he the one with diabetes? Diabetes. That's right. well, well, God bless Wilfred Brimley. Thank God we have Kirk on the show. And God bless Satish because he didn't make it on the air today. That's right. That's but. Right. We found someone else in Europe who was willing to join us. Yes. Yeah, so we want to thank Kirk for jumping in. Um, we've shared many of his postcards. He lives this stuff, practices this stuff. He helps us live this stuff yeah. and practice this yes, stuff. Yes, he does. You have a nice little, ye have a nice little reading to help uh, get Kirk's mind on track with what we've been talking about. Because today we've been talking a lot about how it's an internal shift into peace and the little things that we do that really creates the peace on earth that we're looking for more so than going out and necessarily trying to change the world or be a mo- like making our whole life a peace march by how do we walk through our day and the people yes. we bless throughout the day. So um, Daryl had a great reading he thought would be right up your alley. Yeah, this is from, if you're listening, a book called 24 Hours a Day. It's by Hazelton. It's popular in 12-step groups. And this is from a meditation on June 27th. And it says, take a blessing with you wherever you go. You have been blessed, so bless others. Such stories of blessings are awaiting you in the months and years that lie ahead. So pass on your blessings. Blessing can and does go around the world, passed on from one person to another. Shed a little blessing in the heart of one person, that person is cheered to pass it on and so. 
God's visualizing, oh, sorry, God's vitalizing, joy-giving message travels on. Be a transmitter of God's blessings. I should have I should have blessed myself and brought my glasses today. Yes. But uh, I'm sure you got the gist of that message. Do you have the Conklin postcard anywhere, by the way? Oh, my goodness. Oh, I'm so sorry. The That's okay. Lois, we had a postcard from Lois Conklin. We'll have it for we'll, next week. We'll read it next week. Hey, I want to read this as well. There's a couple things I want to read because this is good for Kirk. So, so Kirk didn't know he was going to be on the show until about 10 minutes ago. So we're going to hit him with a few readings, and then we're going to get into talking to him about what might be coming up for him. So on my way here, this is the funniest thing. Daryl and I were in Burbank, and we were at some old bookstore. I don't remember the name. Do you remember that bookstore? It was like... Yeah. What was the name of that? It's like one of the last old bookstores. They sell a lot of used yeah. books. It turned out a lot of the books were pretty pricey. More like the new thought books were pricier there. So, But like yeah. there was a little, like, little box or somewhere where I found this what religious science teaches it's a tiny little book uh it's of ernest holmes ideas and um I, I would carry it in my coat pocket sometimes and uh today on my way here i was at a light daryl and i were talking and i reached down on the floor mainly because i didn't want it laying on the floor of the passenger side kind of like dirty in the car and so i picked it up opened it up to this and so it's really a lot about what we're talking about ernest holmes must have wanted us to share this he says Man's mind has been likened to the workshop of God, for it's here that the tools of thought consciously may fashion destiny, may carve out a new future. We have been told to do this according to the pattern shown us on the mount. This means that we are to formulate our ideas on the premise that there is an all-sustaining power and an all-pervading presence around us and an immutable law ever serving us when our lives are in harmony with the divine nature which is who we really are. Through an exact law, demonstrations follow the word of faith. This calls for a surrender of the intellect. That's the part of us that would want to cherish the, the oh, no, you know, I should do this, I should do that. Yeah. This calls for a surrender of the intellect to a spiritual conviction which dares to believe, disregarding any evidence to the contrary. We must continue in faith until our whole mental life, both conscious and subjective, responds. If we would pray and prosper, we must believe that the Spirit is both willing and able to make the gift. But since the Spirit can only give us what we take, and since the taking is a mental act, we must train the mind to believe and to accept. This is the secret of the power of prayer. Yes. And then Robert A. Russell, this par the paragraph from You Too Can Be Prosperous has been jumping out all week. And uh, for me, because this is really about meekness, uh, living this way, because it's funny. I, I, don't, I didn't tell you guys the story. So we were I was with Daryl and Stephen and I was in one Culver and uh, where we often meet, where we do our Zoom prosperity Zooms from if you're on Patreon. Um, and so. There was this whole thing about our reels on the show. Indy was involved. Daryl was involved in it. Before, we had one method where Indy was, would listen and do all the reels and so on and so forth. And then there was, like, different ideas about what should be on, what shouldn't be on. So then it ended up Indy gave, which is a, it's a cool idea, gave us the, the, the choice. Yeah. Which, which started as me having the choice and, like, kind of turned into another thing on my list of things to do, right? So I had, like, a subtle resentment or not-so-subtle resentment about – 
because I was trying to be the go-between between Daryl's ideas and Steven got involved and blah, blah, blah. And it, so it turned into this. So we're at the at the one culvert, one culvert and I just brought it up, right? Yeah. And because something that came up about the reels now as well, because of all the stuff that, you know, because Daryl, because Steven and I had had a chat and I had told him, don't call Andy with your ideas. Right. Let me do that. Because I, I like it at the SNL, like, it's good that the creative branch has these strong ideas about what should and shouldn't be, but there has to be like a middle person who can then communicate these ideas in like a manner that doesn't set people off. Yeah, that's what I told him. And I said, but he ended up calling the next day anyway on his own, and it so like the manager in me, which is crazy because I was always the crazy creative talent when I was in bands and stuff. So now I'm kind of like crazy being like the level-headed guy. So anyway. <laughs> All of this was just, I mean, it's long gone and everything's worked out, but it was still in my brain, right? So yeah. I, I said it to you, were, you guys. You were cherishing it. Yeah, I was slightly, yeah, I was, I was subtly, but not, but not so subtly cherishing it within me. So I brought it up and Stephen was like, oh, I don't remember calling. And I'm like, <laughs> part of me is going, and this is just making this fire. Inside. We had an hour conversation. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, I don't remember. What do you mean? And then he immediately said, which what we always say, yeah. oh, that's great. Now you're doing it. And I'm thinking, yeah, that's great. Now it's one more thing on my plate that I have to do each week, you know, like right. I wasn't quite, so I almost was like inside just fire. So, but I was like, you know what? I can't cherish this. This is not going to feel good for, if I like, part of me is like, I got to say something. Cause he then got up and left, got on the phone outside. Oh, cause he had to call work. He had to yeah. call work. But part of me is going, I got to say something. And I said, I heard another voice inside me saying, if you got to say something, you probably shouldn't say yeah. something. If you think you got to say something. So I blessed that part of me. I blessed because I was just like, I can't do things this way anymore. Yeah. And I, if I believe that God is always working things out and then I'm worthy of that, then I can't, then I got to let go of yeah. that part. Right. The, the anger. And uh, I did that. And all of a sudden, Steven sits down. And he goes, you know what, Ed? How about I choose the reels for you? Well, it you got guys? even better. Mm -hmm. He sat down because I was there too, and he said, "Oh yeah, I remember talking to Indy, and I told him, you know, if he didn't want to do them, I would do them. I'll do them, Ed." No, he didn't say that. He yeah. said, "I he never acknowledged that." Even I thought he no, acknowledged. No, no. He goes, he just looked at me. I and thought he said, he said he told Indy. No, no, he said he just said, you know what, I'll do them. He looked at me and just said, "I'll do." But him. didn't he say I told Indy he would do them? Mm -mm. I thought he said, "Oh wait." You might yeah, be right. Yeah, he, he said, I told Indy I would do him. And yes. you said, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that's then right. and then he started saying, yeah, I'll do him. I'll yeah, gladly do him. That's correct. That's correct. That's correct. So um, so anyway, so then, it, so by not fighting with it, he ended up coming back in and coming up with his own ideas. And remember. Instead of me yeah. sticking it to him. And now he's going to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so now it's off your plate. Now it's off my plate. And, and he, he's eager. And yeah. he, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. And it's a win for everybody too, because it's less work for everybody, and he wants to do it. And it's yeah. Great. And, and everybody gets to see the reels. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. So yeah. So that ended up working out just fine. And, Kirky and is really enjoying this story. Yeah. I know. I'm still like. <laughs> uh, I'm still releasing some of the cherished resentment, obviously. <laughs> well, don't beat him up when we see him for lunch. No, 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 I won't. I won't. I won't. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, we're meeting Stephen Tom Tharp at Bob's Big Boys right. in, in Burbank after this 
So if you're there at around one o'clock, you may or may see a hug or a kick in the behind between Ed and Stephen Tom yeah. Well, usually when you point it out, it helps me let it go. <laughs> A lot of this is you were an accomplice to this whole thing, young man. I'm so, always an accomplice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think so. I like being this way? I can't help that God made me this way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. Um, so, so, can, so, we, we're com- so what happened was, so why I brought that up was this, this is exactly what in You Too Can Be Prosperous by Robert A. Russell, what he says about meekness. Because this is about meekness. Because I... I've been very good at, um, you know, I'm a, I got Italian blood, East Coast blood. My mom's a yeller. So in the past, I was really good at, like, yelling and stick setting someone straight and, you know, like, doing playing that role, you know? Did you go like this? Yeah, the neural path. Oh, you, if, when you hear me do it, you, you see me. I, I did it with Jim Blake, the CEO of Unity. Yeah. I've done it with other people. And sometimes it does the job, and I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's been, it's been effective. It, uh, but... There's a more effective way, and that is the way of meekness, and that is to trust that um, uh, there, I can stand still and see the solution to the Lord. Yeah, and solution is vengeance is mine, says the Lord. That's right. Solution is another uh, is the real me- me definition of salvation. In case yes. you haven't heard us say that in a while, so it means he says, a solution. Yeah, look around and be ready for God's solution, because with God, with the with the yelling and all of that, there's always a come down. I wake up the next day uh-huh. hungover mentally emotionally and i have to find my sense of god again and i just don't like living that way i used to make a live i used to get on stage and yell and what you're not gonna believe it folks just now after that conversation right after i said about bob's yeah Stephen tom thorpe just texted us i'll be at bob's probably just a little after 1 p.m Oh, nice. Can you believe how we're all, yes. like, all this is, life is consciousness. Yes, yes. Interesting. He picked up on our brainwaves because there was so much feeling in that. Yeah, there's still feeling. I'm still working through that into back into meekness after your, uh, <laughs> after your little two cents about all this. I'm um, glad I wore my rodeo hat, folks, because we're riding the bull today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still deciding if I really believe what I'm saying. So, <laughs> That's what I do. But if we keep doing this, you will believe it. <laughs> You'll believe it by the time you see Steven. Don't worry. It happens to me all the time. I got to keep saying it until I believe it. Well, you know Steven gave like a Ronald Reagan-style speech with Indy that day on the phone call. You know What did Ronald Reagan say? Bring Gorbachev, bring that wall down. <laughs> That's what he said. It was, his, it was his famous bring that reel down speech with Indy. Uh. <laughs> Our fans and listeners are going to love this episode, let me tell you. Some real inside baseball. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, yeah. Kirk is Andy, wondering. You can edit it down a bit. <laughs> you got it. All right. So, on another occasion, Jesus said, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. The word meek is a misunderstood and almost obsolete word. Most people think of meekness as self-abasement or servility. They think of meek people as human doormats. Who could, who could be proud of such a virtue? Such a virtue is a liability rather than an asset, they say. What we need today are aggressive, self-assertive, two-fisted, big-muscled, heavy-handed men. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Pooh! What kind of talk is this? What chance has meekness 
in a world like this. That's so common today. People say the same thing. Perhaps we should study again the lives of the mighty meek men in the Bible and study in particular the lives of Moses and Jesus. Meekness is the virtue of which seemed to be most of Je- which Jesus seemed to be most proud. Learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, he said. The meekness he referred to is that quality of mind that keeps the consciousness open to the good. A meek man is not a spineless creature, but a strong man grown tender. Yeah. The meek man is the gentle, patient, open-minded man who has entered upon his inheritance. Yeah, and he's the confident man because he knows that all things come together for good. That's right. And we've already inherited all of our good. We've inherited the peace. We don't have to earn it. We don't have to stick it to anyone. We just have to let it in is the bottom is the bottom line of all this. We have to stop this whole the war that goes on within ourselves often on a daily basis and I may like for myself I can speak about this. This is what the the daily morning routine helps to do and talking about this stuff is to realize I got to let go of all of the crap that has anything to do with judging my worthiness or anyone else's worthiness and be more like the students that I teach in my summer school, which is show up with a smile and just trust that everything is always working out. And you contributed to world peace. Yeah. How did I do that? By the way you treated uh, the whole situation with Stephen Tom Thorpe. True, true. Thank because you. look at how it it was a peaceful demonstration. That's the real reason yeah. a peaceful demonstration. Well, and it's better than I could have ever wrestled through anger or struggle or sticking it to someone. That's the that is the right. Like that's that. a peaceful demonstration. Yeah. You know, they call we're having a peaceful demonstration. That's not a peaceful. De- this is a peaceful demonstration. Yeah, we got it, it was a, a moment of getting to act like the important person that we read about in that Schwartz book which is an important man would, the CEO wouldn't go down and rip everyone a new one he would uh, laugh at the whole thing and, and uh, agree that this whole thing turned out for the better and then it did and now look what's going on it's like one less thing for me to uh, I mean it, it's not like I resent doing it because um, it's hard but it was just like I write a column each week I'm teaching this and all so it just worked out beautifully for everyone so Kirky, can we Kirky. bring Kirky? Let's bring in Kirky, man. This whole thing is a new experience. Kirk, thank you for bearing with us because usually we have you for the first segment of the show, and we did not today. You jumped in very lovingly. So, um, what's Kirky's uh, feelings on all? No, this? I saw I saw the the phone ring, and it was I know that it's showtime because I used to accidentally sometimes call during the show. So now I know. All right, Saturday night in Europe, don't call. And then I saw the phone ring and I thought, uh-oh, either they got in a fight and someone stormed out of the show. <laughs> yes. Or or Johnny or somebody bailed and forgot that they were supposed to be the guest. Or, yeah, so I don't know. Um, but it was nice. It's always nice to get a call from either of you guys. It always, it's always nice. It's always positive. It's always nice. So. So what do you think about what we've been talking about? Yeah, this whole world. You know, like um, I missed I missed the first part uh, only because I was work I was actually working. Uh, it's nighttime here in Germany, and I'm I'm a little bit behind on some things. So uh, I usually listen to the show um, during the week uh, when I'm driving around or when I'm walking my dog or whatnot. But what you were talking about so far. Um, I mean that 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 Ernest Holmes was so packed. It was like I feel like you could unpack each sentence in that, and you can have a whole show on each thing. Um, 
I got to keep it simple today. I like that you always talk about a routine on this show. And Daryl's the person who sort of introduced me to a morning routine many years ago. And um, it's probably the most valuable tool I have in, in, in my life because I need to slow down and get sort of in touch um, with myself or with God or with the world or whatever you want to call all these things at the beginning of my day. It's not, I don't do a morning routine because I'm virtuous. I do it because uh, it puts me in my my best place. It, it, It calms me down and all the noise, all the chaos, all the stuff I have on my list of things to do all the demands uh, people may be making on me. Um, it's so much easier to handle all that stuff when I've sort of lowered, <laughs> lowered my heart beat or let, just lowered my breathing or just um, sort of tuned into myself, you know. Um, so, you know, um, I like what Ed was sharing about just sort of letting, letting these situations happen, um, and not trying to, not trying to use force to somehow solve them. Because I think that uh, I think that's what he was talking about. I mean, um, that's that's the sense I got out of it. Because um, my gut instinct often is to shout (laughs) is to rage you know to throw you know to to respond to something with that sort of heat or that sort of um solution oriented stuff but a lot of times it's it's just to to do the opposite to listen to wait to pause uh you know i can't I can't, you know, this this daily word reading, world peace, I, I can't bring peace. I can't be peace if I'm not peaceful. You know, I can't, I can't, and I can't stop wars out there with, with more war. You know what I mean? Like, mm. it doesn't work that way, at least for me, at least in my experience. So, um... Those are some of my thoughts on what you were sharing before. And uh, yeah, I mean, and oddly enough, you know, your show sort of helped me out today. Yesterday, yesterday there was a lot going on uh, in my work life, in my family life, just in, in my life life. And, you know, I need to sort of slow down. Last night when I woke up, I felt some of that residual energy and I started out with a nice morning routine and I listened to last week's show with Will Rubio and um and the next thing I knew it was like all those things that I felt like I needed to deal with half of them I knew I didn't need to deal with anymore Mm. and the rest um I had a different energy and then it was a lot easier to I wasn't even dealing with them I was just sort of enjoying them they were working themselves out or I was working them out or both and then uh, there was a point during my day, I was listening to your show after I'd done my routine and somebody was 
there was a parking space and then there was an open space I was trying to get into and there was somebody in the space right next to me and they had their door open. They were putting in a kid and it was taking them a long time. I mean, mm-hmm. it must have took five minutes to put this kid in the back seat. It seemed like it was one of those situations where maybe they had never done it before. And I thought, I'm not in a hurry. I got the funniest thing on the radio. I'm just uh, take my time. And so I waited and someone behind me was getting sort of angry. So I moved up a little bit so they could get around me. And they finally got, you know, their child in the car. And then they closed the door and they looked at me and they, you know, they, they, they knew, I guess it had taken a long time. And they said, thank you, because they didn't, they were surprised that I just waited there for like five minutes. Right. Right. And I thought, you know, it's a Saturday morning. Thank you. Thank you for slowing me down even more because in a way it was a little gift that I was able to slow my day down even more because there was, like I said, I have kids, I have a dog, I have a lot of things that are going on. I have a lot of work these days and I have all these other demands that were sort of lined up waiting for me. But because I approached them with this sort of, you know, peace that I had today. And it's not a peace that I naturally have. I'm not a, I'm not like a naturally peaceful person. Like uh, I'm impatient. I'm quick. I'm quick to judge. I can be (laughs) angry and shout really easily. But when I do this stuff, when I do a morning routine, when I read Ernest Holmes, I'm at Fox, the daily word. Um, when I listen to your show, you know, it, it brings peace to me. And then I can, and then, and then only then can I bring peace to the world around me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd love to stop the war in the Ukraine today, but I think all I can do is stop the war in my heart and in myself and in, in the world around me. And hopefully like Daryl was talking about, that has a ripple effect out in the world. If enough people are doing this sort of stuff, I truly believe that, you know, ultimately it echoes and ripples outward. <clears throat> Satish just jumped into the waiting room. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I, speaking, I got to share something because, Kirk, you reminded me of something really significant. During this last week, someone sent me, with good intentions, uh, like a reading from a book. Yeah. And the guy said, oh, this sounds like you. Because in the reading, like buried in the reading, yeah, it said every time there was a problem, the person they're describing in the book would say, good. You know, or wonder, like, sort yeah, of like yeah, doing yeah. say, I wonder what wonderful thing will come of this. Right. So I thought, oh, this might be a book worth looking into. And I looked at it a little closer, and then I shared it with Ed. And... Although it was sprinkled with things like that, it was sharing the idea of discipline as a tool to come to overcome through competitive nature. Mm. You, you saw. Remember, you looked up the guy's face. Oh yeah, I saw the face, but the I didn't Jocko read Willink. Yes. Yeah. Well, okay. So that Navy, be, Navy Seal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's fine and good. I appreciate his service, but. The problem for me is, because I'm like Kirky, and I know Ed's similar, he just shared that story. Like, for the problem, for me, that idea 
of making the fear, the thing I'm upset with, like an obstacle that I got to smash and overcome. And that's my use of discipline. Right. You know, it backfires every time. Yeah. And I find it totally ineffective. And most even Marcus Aurelius found it ineffective. And that's why he wrote the antithesis of that in his meditations. So I got to agree with what Jesus and all these writers say, which the use of my discipline isn't for me to be more, do more, and knock down more things mm -hmm. to be better. No. The, the discipline for me is like, you know, the root word disciple. It means I have to be willing, like Kirk did in his story, to use discipline on this part of me, the the raging Mr. Hyde, you know, and Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Right. To bring him back to, like the word disciple, to follow the loving leader. Yep. To bring, to use whatever tool I have at my disposal. And I'll do it too. I'll pop in, you know, uh, Catherine Ponder talk that's on iTunes, whatever, an iPod, po you know, Joel Osteen, I don't care what it is, yeah. or even meditative music sometimes when I'm driving, mm -hmm. and it transforms everything. And Sorry for my Hot Pocket. That's, Indy's Hot Pocket is ready, folks. So that's the discipline Daryl and Ed remind yeah. each other to practice. That's, that's meekness. As, and we had a guest on here, a representative who did actually march with Martin Luther King. Right, right. John DeBerry. Mm -hmm. um, and even he said emphatically, meekness is not weakness. That's right. And he meant it's standing within the peace and the, the confidence and faith of love being the ultimate power and then bearing witness like you did in that situation, like you did in your situation, like we all do when we apply this type of discipline. Right. Seeing the solution occur. And we always feel so much. Look, I get the chills. We always feel so much better afterwards. A hundred percent. Like we're like, like Kirk, like I, when you were telling that story, the whole time I'm going, oh, I know that where this is going. And I know that good feeling. Yeah. And then, then. Not just do we feel great, but now we're in that frequency that Ernest Holmes was saying. We're back in tune, in harmony mm -hmm. with the universe. And the things that we thought were overwhelming us earlier that we had to take care of, either, like you said, they either evaporate. I realize, wait, why was I even thinking I needed to do something like that? Or when we do show up to do the task... We have a whole different attitude about it. That's right. And it's like becomes a fun thing and it like pops out of us and we're like, God, I can't believe yeah. I was distraught over like approaching this earlier. And we're calling each other reminders. That's the discipline I need to hear about over and over. Yeah. You know, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I love what you're saying because when I was just thinking about, because this is like me still processing what I was describing with, with you guys about the, the, the show stuff. And, what I realize is that I do a lot, like a lot, a lot. I write columns, I teach, I do the show, but none of it comes from wanting to do a lot. When I used to try to struggle to do a lot, it was hell, man. I didn't get anything done and it was done poorly when it was done or it never lived up to potential. The meekness is realizing that 
as I turn over my that will, uh, you know, yeah. over to this higher power, God, then God doesn't. God uses my leadership ability. God uses my writing ability. God uses my teaching ability. God uses my speaking, whatever it is, music. Now it's being used in loving service like you're describing. And I actually feel good about it. And sometimes just like you, I have to let go of the story that, oh, I just give this stuff away. I, I should have done something like the guy with the big jaw and I should have made it into an empire. But Arr! there's a bigger empire <laughs> that we're a part of by serving this 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 light, by, by being <laughs> disciplined to the love. You know, there's it's real. It's not something that yeah. we just go up on stage and people fawn over us and and we create an image. No. When we get off the stage, we're still the same person. We bring it to the person like Kirk that's in our car next to us or at the post office. And yeah. it's, we're not just doing it. Huh, look at me on Instagram. I just did something nice for the guy next to me. No. <laughs> no one else has to see it. No one does. But the energetic yeah, no ripple transforms the world. And over time, people recognize this as us and the right doors open for us yes in amazing ways and so this is i mean i'm just loving hearing kirk because i was like a, kirk delivered the meditation for the day because of here yeah, you have such a, a meditative way of speaking and then what you share just helped clarify it even more is satish still in the waiting room or did he leave let me check if he's still here can we bring him and kirk in for a quick minute let's see what happens Right. While Kirk, while um, Indy's looking into that, Kirky, any thoughts? Yes. Yeah. No. Uh, okay. We have we have lost the teach, by the way, so no rush. Everything you just uh, mentioned, um, I couldn't agree with more. And uh, you know, it's like I, I I didn't share that story had you not called me. 20 minutes ago I probably never would have shared that story uh, in in my life but uh, and I wasn't sharing it to to look good because in a way it was like it was a gift to myself mm -hmm. like yeah. yeah the guy was really grateful and surprised that I had waited that long but it changed the whole tenor of my day yeah. and maybe yes. it prevented me from uh you know, rushing into something that I would have had to undo. Sometimes when I've rushed around, and I still do this, it's not like I'm, I've reached a, a point of, of, of sanehood or anything. Like I still have my days where maybe I rush around and sometimes when I'm rushing, like I'll exacerbate situations that then require even more effort to undo or fix. Yeah. Um, but maybe, you know, maybe it was just it was more of a gift to myself today because you know um as i started to slow down and think okay it's a saturday i'm really i mean none of this stuff in the grand scheme of things really matters that much yes other than just taking care of of those around me like making sure you know we eat lunch and stuff today and the dog gets a walk. Most of this stuff, um, you know, I'm not going to remember at the end of my life. Um, I'm not even going to remember next week. Uh, but I, uh, I started thinking also about how what I give out comes back to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if I give out patience and if I give out peace, and if I give out generosity, I get it back. 
But when I'm giving out impatience, when I'm giving out, um, you know, judgment and, you know, what the hell is that guy taking so long to do? He shouldn't, you should know I'm waiting for this. Time. You know, when I give that out, I get that back. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I give what I get and I get what I give. It's, it's, you know, it's, I like what you said there, Ed, about, um, not saying, Oh, I give it away. All I do is give it away. I, I should figure out how to you know, get it. it back and make an empire out of it. Yeah. I give what I give away, I get back. Everything is like a boomerang or a circle. So if I give out peace, I get back peace. If I give out mercy and love, I get back mercy and love. If I give out, um, you know, a, a lack of judgment, I also get it back in return. The world is a mirror for me. I know yeah. that now. All the readings that we read, mm -hmm. whether it's the Bible or, you know, uh, Christian scientists or you know, whatever it is, I, f I know that it's like, it's all a mirror. And what I give out, I get back, you know. Yeah. Practice this perfectly? No, hell no. I right. Mean, there, are days, no, there are days when uh, I find myself critical of everything, but generally it's because somehow I've forgotten and I'm being critical of myself and maybe it's starting to reflect out in the world or vice versa. Maybe when I'm starting to be critical on on the world around me then i start unconsciously being more critical of my own work and my oh, own yeah. self yeah well that's the paradoxical thing too is that's why you got to give it to we have to give it to ourselves through a morning routine like some form of where we give ourselves or that divinity that experience so that then we can then give it out as well it's a it's so so much about the circulation we have to receive it first so i'm like yeah like i i have to let that in every morning oh, otherwise yeah. this i mean i'm glad you got we brought this up long-winded or not the whole thing with steven really helped me to see uh, that that i uh get more by you know like by letting by not giving into this judgmental idea of who steven was and why he didn't see it why do you why do you think all that and just bless it then the the christ in him came forward and was there all along and reframed the whole thing. Same thing happened the other day with Indique. When I was doing the reels, I was like, dude, for two weeks, I haven't showed up in the reels. And it was an idea that he gave me, like, give me reels, Daryl, Ed, and Guess. But if I had taken it like he's out to get me, instead I just go, dude, I didn't show up in the reels. Oh, yeah, I didn't even notice I was doing all this other stuff. And it was nothing. I mean, it literally, it turned into just a good moment of communication. Right, Indy? Thank God you. Yeah, you, my bad. Sorry. Th thank God we didn't read that that book that that guy shared the excerpt from her oh man we'd be we'd be at blows every week i know <laughs> that's what i'm saying this stuff works that other stuff you know what that other stuff appeals to a wider audience because yeah. it sounds legitimate i want to be more of a man you know i want to have more confidence yeah. so i'm going to learn how to be a you know but it doesn't work and unless you grew up with the with seeing the reality that that doesn't work, whether it's in your own life and you hit rock bottom or the, the, the family around you was like that and you saw it was a disaster and that caused you to hit rock bottom, you're going to hit rock bottom Yeah. when you're smashing and kicking things, even though it sounds reasonable, like the re reasonable solution to get ahead. Right. It, it's like my father said years ago, you know, if he didn't say it in this way. This is the way I said it to myself. Right. Because right. 
the way he was living life was ineffective. And it's if you got to fight to get it, you're going to have to fight to keep it. I don't want to fight anymore. Yeah, neither, neither and, do the, I. and the way we're learning from all these teachers, thousands and thousands of years of saying the same thing is you got to give it away to keep it and you receive what you give. Right. You know, what you sow, you reap. Yeah. And that's it. And don't be afraid if you have something that's triggering you. Just talk oh, yeah. to someone. Yes. Let, like the, Because I talked to you guys about what was going on in my head, the, a solution came forward. Don't try to become like, oh, I'm a spiritual guy. It's, it's a sin if I even have any bad thoughts. No. I, what's wrong? You know, it's like it's not the bad, those bad feeling thoughts. It's when we actually push them down and they come out in some way that we don't want them to come out or we wrestle with them or judge ourselves. It's okay, man. It's like I don't want to be the guy that you think – is like some celebrity that always lives. I'm just some person living this stuff and you can live it just as much as I can. And anyone can thank God. Otherwise Kirk and Daryl and St Indy and I would not be here. Well, uh, we're just like Kirky. We are all just like Kirky. Kirky, do you have the daily word? I do. Let's hear that. Uh, Cause we got to wrap this show up shortly. Great. Okay. Uh, the daily word for Monday, June 26, 2023 world peace. The peace in my heart belongs to the world. My positive words and actions are not for me alone. Each time I elevate my consciousness by thinking and saying positive things, I contribute to world peace. Through my spiritual practices of prayer and forgiveness, I release my negative thoughts and attitudes. As peace dawns within my heart, I'm able to share that peace with the world. It becomes easy for me to see the good in people. As peace flourishes in my consciousness, I discover opportunities to serve others and the world. Each compassionate word and generous act contributes to world peace. There are so many ways I can share my love for this wonderful planet and its inhabitants. It is my joy and privilege to contribute to world peace. And the Bible reading is, when the ways of people please the Lord, he causes even their enemies to be at peace with them. Proverbs 16, 7. Uh, that was the perfect cherry on the top of this delicious Sunday. Yes. Kirk Chelson, thank you for uh, jumping in with us today, man. you have any thoughts you want to share before we move on? We have a little story about you. So oddly enough, we already had one on tap and a yeah. song. But before we get to that, is there anything else you want to say? You are, uh, everything you shared today was just what I needed oh, to hear. So yeah. thank you, man. No, I think we've said enough. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah. I mean, so Kirk is one of those people. It's perfect that you're here for this Steven story, albeit it took a while to get to it, but through it, that is. But Kirk's often the person I talk to whenever things are going on with all of us, and we all help each other stay in that space. So I appreciate you, Kirky. Me too. Daryl? I'm just waiting to see if Kirky's going to smile. It's a rare thing. Let's see if we can. He's smiling, folks. Wow. There he goes. All right. You saw it here on Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. That's right. He doesn't even do that in his Hollywood headshots. <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't. All right. Well, here's the story we got for you. Kirky was telling Daryl and Ed about his first love recently. He talked about how great it was until it ended suddenly. Kirky, like Daryl, was very into art at that time and had given his love, the love interest, all of his paintings. When the relationship ended, 
Kirky felt like he had nothing to show for it. Darrow and Ed said, Ah, Kirky, we understand. It happens to the best of us. Kirky shrugged. I loved her with all my art. <laughs> he gave her all his art. <laughs> his painting. You know what that means, Kirk? If the joke is terrible, the guest we means we, the more the the worse the joke is, the more we love our guest. That's right. So yeah. we must that really have been the worst ever. So I feel really <laughs> loved. Feel really good. <laughs> I almost called you Kirkish because of Kirkish, uh, <laughs> Satish, and Kirky. Um, hopefully, we'll have Satish on again sometime. But thankfully, we have a song about Kirk. Phil Collins uh, um, apparently. Cross. Ran into cross paths with Kirky back in the day. Yeah, I think when he was performing at Basking Ridge, New Jersey. Yes. Where Kirky hails from. He was so touched by, just like we've been touched today by Kirky's wisdom, Phil Collins was back then, and he penned these lyrics. And this is what he said. You ready? Yeah. He's an easy lover. He'll get a hold on you, believe it. He's like no other. Before you know it, you'll be like Kirky. Be like Kirky. Visit DarylNet.com to find Kirky, we love you. To everything we do. And thanks for being a part of Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. He's an easy lover. He'll get a hold on you, believe it. He's like no other. Before you know it, you'll be like Kirky. Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Listen in as these unlikely saints share more real-life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards. When you record your podcast at Chobo Studios, you're helping people in need. Here at Chobo, we take a bold stance on helping the community by giving away 10% of all revenue, not just profit, to kind, hardworking people in the streets of Los Angeles. And thanks to all these wonderful podcasters, we've been able to give $1,400 this year alone through our kindness initiative, Chobo Kindness. Brought to you by Chobo Studios, LA's premier podcasting powerhouse. Follow for more.